Hey, um, this is Eve Talking, the podcast where I, Eve, talk. Um, I'm filming this. This is my first episode filming on a college campus, so I'm really embarrassed. These walls are so thin, so for sure my roommates can hear me, but whatever, I'll just- they already think I'm crazy, so it's fine. Um, maybe I'll get to meet them, but- I don't think anyone knows about this podcast, and by anyone I mean anyone, because we have um, one monthly listener, (laughs) and I think that's me. So (laughs) if everyone could, like, you know, tell their friends. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of like that it's inconspicuous, because if I say something wrong, it's gonna get swept under the rug, you know? And later on, if I'm, you know, like, trying to be a politician or something, and this podcast comes out and I said something wrong, it's going to be really embarrassing for me. They're probably going to play this on CNN. Actually, no, I'm never going to be that famous. I wish I was on CNN. I was thinking about that. Like, is there a place where I can sign up to, like, be one of the experts they call on to, like, talk about issues on the news? Like, I know I'm not a doctor, but like maybe if they had like a college student segment, I could email them and be like, hey, guys, I'm an expert on being a college student. I'm not even though. Whatever. This is going terribly so far. So I am alone today, which is really awkward for me. I'm supposed to be with Grace, my sister, but she upset me. I don't remember what it was that she did that upset me, but... I'm upset, and I still haven't received an apology, so Grace, if you're listening to this, apologize, and then maybe I'll send you your microphone back. And it's my microphone, so I took it. Um, (laughs) Anyways, guys, today I thought I would talk about some books I like, maybe talk about Twilight for a little bit, and I also was thinking, um, I want to try, maybe not this one, because I'm already kind of off on an energetic tone, but I want to try doing, like, a sleep podcast. Like, I listen to the Sleep With Me podcast when I can't fall asleep, and I just, like, think I definitely don't have a soothing voice, but, like, if I tried really hard, maybe I could, and I feel like I could, you know, help some people fall asleep, and maybe it'll come full circle, and I will help myself fall asleep, you know? So, um, I think I'm gonna try that. Maybe for this one or the- I'm not this one, but the next one or the one after that. I don't know. I do not make these episodes regularly because I feel like no one listens to them. And it's just like, I just record when I feel like talking to no one, you know? And that's why this is called Eve Talking because I love to talk aloud. I love just like rambling on and on because it, you know, helps me bring out my innermost thoughts. So... Honestly, if you have trouble expressing yourself, definitely start a podcast. You don't have to publish it, but, you know, just, like, force yourself to talk to no one for an hour straight. It's so exhilarating. Um, okay, so I'm- I feel like I want to talk about some books that I've been reading that I really liked. Um, so everyone knows my favorite book is Twilight, and if you are a book lover like me, and you have not yet read Twilight, stop listening to this right now and go buy it and start reading it because it is one of the best books. <laughs> it's such a phenomenon. You know what? I won't even say it's one of the best books because like I know it's not, 
but it's just so good. Like, I read it in, like, two days, and it's, like, a lot of pages. You feel really good once you finish it. Um, and then once you finish the first book, my favorite part about Twilight is that it never ends. Like, once you finish the first book, then you move on to the second, and then the third, and then the fourth, and then you can move on to the movies and watch those one, two, three, four, five. And then you can, um, listen to all the soundtracks and cry, which is one of my favorite parts of the series. And, um... Then once you've done all that, you can just read the books again, which I've done several times. Oh, and once you read all the books, you can read Midnight Sun, which came out in 2019? 2020? I don't remember. It feels so long ago. I know it was August that it came out, but I don't remember what year. I was definitely not in college yet. Well, obviously, because it was August. So I think I think it was 2020. But I don't rem- I re- I don't remember if I had a mask on when I went into Barnes and Nobles. Oh my gosh, funny story about when I bought Midnight Sun. Um, I ordered it, and <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna come on time because on Amazon it said it was gonna come the next day, and I wanted to get reading it right away so I could follow along with like everyone on Twitter and stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, flash forward to now, I still haven't finished it. I'm such a fake fan. But guys, honestly, Edward's perspective is, like, so torturous. Like, he just drones on and on. He doesn't sleep. So, it's, like, every single thought. He has so much time to just think. And it's so annoying. Like, I wish he would stop. (laughs) Bella, she was a dumb little human. So, her... Her um, point of view was just, like, right to the point. She saw things for what they were. Edward can read people's minds. He doesn't sleep. He can move really fast. He's super strong. So he has all these different elements coming together. And it's like, okay, Edward, we get it. You hate your life and everything about it. Please stop, you know, what's the word? Um, Moping for two seconds. Um... (laughs) So yeah, um, but anyways, I'm a fake fan. I didn't finish Midnight Sun yet, but um, when I got that book, I literally I I ordered it. Amazon said it was gonna come like a week. It said it was gonna come like a week later. So I was like, okay, I when my copy comes, I'll just like return it maybe or give it to someone else. But um, I had to have it same day. So I asked my mom to take me to Barnes and Nobles. And, um, I got it in person. I'm glad I went to Barnes & Noble, though, honestly, because the display was so wonderful. It was, like, I wasn't, like, present in the literary world in 2005 when the first book came out or in later years when the following books came out, you know? So I didn't get to experience all that, so it was, like, I got to experience the tail end of it. I got to see Midnight Sun in person. I would have loved to go to, like, a book signing, Meet Stephanie Meyer, you know, I'm sure a lot of young people got to do that, and I'm jealous of them, but, um, you know, it was just wonderful to just see the book in person on that display. I thought they would have made a bigger deal of it. Maybe in different bookstores they did, but um, at my Barnes & Nobles, they did not. Also, is it Barnes & Noble sounds wrong. Barnes & Noble? Barnes & Nobles. 
Barn and Nobles. It's definitely not Barn and Nobles. It's definitely Barnes. But is it Noble or Nobles? Barnes and Noble. I'm gonna say Noble. Barnes and Nobles. But like... Barnes and Nobles. I don't know. I'm moving on. (laughs) Anyway, so I got my in-person copy. I took a really aesthetic picture. I did my nails red so it would match the pomegranate on the cover cover oh my god i can't speak um also i hate myself because i took the cover off because it's so beautiful but like i can't with that layer of plastic every time i open the book it's like creased and it's like wobbly i can't so i just have the book in its black form with midnight sun on the side honestly it's more aesthetic that way i think that's how stephanie oh my gosh why can i not speak today like i'm having so much trouble Anyways, um, so yeah. Is this still recording? Okay, just making sure. Um, I'm supposed to be doing homework right now, but I'm just convincing myself that I don't have the appropriate materials, so I can't start it yet. (laughs) When I really do have them, I just can't find them. Whatever. So anyways, um, yeah, Midnight Sun was kind of a snooze fest, but I am- set on finishing it I'm like almost done I just can't you know how in a book maybe you don't but I feel like for me whenever I read a book it's like up to like the over halfway point it's just non-stop like I can't put it down and then once I get there I get kind of fatigued and I'm like okay we get it these characters hate each other and themselves and everyone and they but they're in love and it's like oh my god we get it couples also well that's a separate point I'll get to that in a second but um anyways like somewhere around the three quarters part of a book it starts to fall off and even it sometimes carries through to the end of the book too and then I finish a book and I'm like why did I like this so much in the beginning you know so I feel like authors need to really work on making the ends of their books just as you know exciting as the beginning like I feel like so much happens in the beginning and then at the end they're just like happy I'm trying to think of a book that didn't do that honestly Twilight did not the original book did not fall off at the end it didn't it was exhilarating throughout there's a spoiler alert there's a big fight scene at the end of the first book and it's like it leaves on a cliffhanger it begins the beginning is kind of droll but it has to be that way for the vibes, you know? So Twilight, I think, is the perfect book. Um, the second book, Edward's not in it. So it's like, why would I even read that, you know? But I promise, it's it's ironic because New Moon is the best Twilight movie by far. Best cinematography. Doesn't have the blue filter, but like it just looks the prettiest. It's the easiest to watch. But the book is the hardest to read. It's like... It feels like it goes on forever. There's one part that um, Bella goes to one of um, the tribal meetings for the Kuliet tribe with Jacob. Edward's gone. And it just feels like it goes on forever. They do every single detail of this, like, story. And it's so hard to follow. And Bella is, like, not even talking during it. It's, like, just... Oh, my gosh. That's the other thing. I keep forgetting that Breaking Dawn is, like, mostly Jacob's perspective. Am I wrong? 
I think the entire is it the entire part where Bella's pregnant is entirely in Jacob's perspective. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And like, how did I forget that? I feel like that's a big thing. So we've heard everyone's perspective now. Bella, Jacob, and Edward through Midnight Sun. That's pretty interesting. You go, Stephanie. Um, that's the other thing I like in books, when they switch perspectives. Because I like to see what's going on in both the characters' minds, you know? Except for... I like in Twilight that we didn't get to see what Edward was thinking, though, you know? Because it's like he's mysterious. So he can't, he knows that he wants to tell Bella the truth, and Bella's like, why is he being so weird, you know? But he can't, because, you know, it's a secret. But he does. <laughs> That's my, f- yeah, whatever. Um, so, oh my god. I'm looking right out my window right now. I'm on the first floor, and people keep walking by, and they're getting closer and closer to the window, and I know they can't see through because there's, like, a shade or whatever, like a tint, but it's unsettling. Oh, my God. Um. So, anyways, yeah. Mm, okay, let me go back to talking about the Twilight books. <laughs> for anyone, you know what, just for anyone, this is going to be the worst podcast because everyone hates when I talk about Twilight, but it's my favorite thing to discuss, like, on the entire planet. That and, like, makeup, maybe. Okay, anyways, maybe I'll do a makeup episode where I just mm, talk through my makeup routine, but you don't get to see it. Because <laughs> I love doing that. Like, I love pretending I'm filming a YouTube video, you know? Like, get ready with me. But I would never film it because when I do my makeup, it looks bad. I have all the right techniques. It's just, like, my face shape is the problem, you know? Okay, that's the other thing. I'm sorry. I'll get back to Twilight in a second. I won't forget, I promise. But I hate this new trend on Instagram where it's, like, the right way and the wrong way to do your makeup. And then they're, like... Um, disclaimer, there is no right or wrong way to do makeup, but, like, on the screen, they have a check mark and they have a red X, and it's, like, obviously, you're saying that this is the right way. And that's so annoying to me because people that have, like, like, cheekbones like mine, the pulled up, like, snatched makeup look does not look good on our faces. It looks like, it makes our faces wider. We want to bring the scent, like, the, like, attention to the center of our face, the T-zone and the cheekbones, because, like, you want your face to look more protruding, you know? So it upsets me when people are like, the right side, the right way to do makeup. And it's like that like pulled up like facelift effect. Because not everyone, that doesn't suit everyone. So maybe just do like, instead of the ch- the check mark and the X, maybe just do like facelift or um, cheekbones. I don't know. What is that style called I have no idea it doesn't matter anyways that just like upsets me I hate when people say that there's a right and wrong way to do makeup because there isn't and I do mine the wrong way every time (laughs) oh my god this man keeps walking right by my window it's making me uncomfortable do you think he can hear me anyways um (laughs) okay so back to twilight I promise I would get back um okay so new moon just kind of really like drolls on edward's not in it for most of it it does have the best ending though actually that's a lie the best ending is breaking dawn um even though okay this is gonna be full of twilers oh my gosh i can't speak 
This is going to be full of Twilight spoiler alerts. And I know it came out so long ago, but like, please, please, I'm begging you, if you have not seen or read it yet, do not listen to this because I, it's so good. Like, if you, if you have it spoiled for you, it's, you're not going to have the same experience. And anyone who's seen Twilight can attest to that. You do not want it spoiled for you. Okay. So just like skip ahead, like, 10 minutes (laughs) no five maybe and I'm sure I'll be done talking about the end by then but when I saw the like reveal okay I'm spoiling it now just so you know when I saw the reveal where um like the fight scene and you see it pans up and you see Carlisle's head I literally like gasped audibly I am so glad that in my like years living on this earth I never had that spoiled for me I never had the sixth sense spoiled for me and I never had twilight spoiled for me and I'm so grateful for those if you haven't seen the sixth sense I'm not gonna talk about that but if you haven't seen it and you don't know how it ends oh my god watch it it's one of the best movies such a roller coaster. Anyways, um, M. Night Shyamalan is just, like, the best. I need to watch another one of those movies. They scare me, though. I cannot watch horror movies. Anyways, we'll come back to that, because I do want to talk about horror movies, actually. Um, but yeah, so after that big reveal, it's like, and then you find out that it was all just Alice's vision. That confuses me, because Alice cannot see anything with the wolves in her vision she shouldn't be able to see jacob they clarified this not only in the book but in the first movie when no but in the second movie when alice comes back and she's like oh my gosh i can't see anything she she was like your future disappeared i thought you died and she's like i can't see anything when you're with jacob he must be messing up with my visions so like they specified that in the book too alice can't see any of the visions that have to do with the wolves okay and yet in breaking down part two she sees the future of the battle scene and she sees bella and edward's future and jacob and renesmee together she should not be able to see jacob like how did they miss such an important plot point that actually upsets me um and i'm gonna move on because i want people that skipped ahead no one's listening to this i don't know who i'm kidding But anyways, I'm going to listen to it back, so that's all that matters. And I don't want to spoil it for myself. (laughs) Um, So anyways, yeah. Basically, um, the second movie is very boring. I mean, no, the second book is very boring, but the second movie is exquisite. Also, long-haired Jacob for the win. He's so much nicer and hotter when his hair is long. So, that was a wig, right? Can you imagine you grow your hair out for that long and then the movie studio's like, oh, we're gonna need you to cut it, actually. And he... Oh, well, that tattoo was definitely fake, right? Like, the big arm tattoo? That's crazy. I love Twilight. Anyways, moving on to the third movie. The third movie is so hard to look at. It is the ugliest movie. Actually, Breaking Dawn Part 1 is the ugliest for obvious reasons. But... (laughs) Eclipse, like, just cinematically, is the ugliest movie. Bella is wearing a wig, Edward's eyebrows are so thick, and his, um, sideburns are so thick, and it's like, oh my god, please someone shave that boy, you know? (laughs) It's so ugly to look at. Everyone looks, like, pale, but, like, 
blushed at the same time. Like, it's like they made the vampires really pale, but they gave them all blush. Like, why? Oh my god. It's so hard to look at. And it's, like, kind of blue like the first movie, but it's not blue enough, you know? But Eclipse is my favorite... Well, not my favorite book. Twilight is my favorite book, but Eclipse is probably my favorite plot out of all of them because I just think it's the best. We finally get to hear back from Victoria. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. I just had lunch. Um, <laughs> that's so gross. We finally get to hear back from Victoria. Um, we get to see someone else being impacted by the vampires. That's not Bella. I'm talking about Riley. And, um... Eclipse is, like, the biggest battle besides, you know, the one that comes later on. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to tiptoe around all of this. But anyways, I'm probably going to move on soon because I just could talk about Twilight all the time. If anyone wants to be on this podcast to just talk about Twilight, please do. I know some of my friends love Twilight. Not as much as me, but they do love it. So please maybe i'll have grace on and we'll talk about it if she ever apologizes grace you better apologize okay um <laughs> so yeah and then breaking dawn parts one and two they just it's kind of like the whole book phenomenon where it kind of falls off at the end i feel like breaking dawn part one and two are like that for me like it's all action in twilight new moon and eclipse and then when the breaking dawns happen it's like Oh my god, we get it. You guys are in love. Mm, so I'm bored, you know? We get it. Bella's dying or whatever. <laughs> That's not a spoiler because she doesn't die. Or does she? But anyways, um, yeah, Breaking Dawns are just... Like, when I, when I get the chance to just, like, watch... Obviously, if I'm going to watch the movies, I'm going to watch them all in a row. But you can't do that in one day. And sometimes I just want to sit down and just watch a Twilight movie. So usually when that happens, I'll pick New Moon. I'm trying to think of an order. Like, right now, I would probably watch Eclipse because I just watched New Moon not that long ago. But maybe I'd do, like, New Moon and then Eclipse. And then Twilight. I My only thing is I've seen Twilight so many times. I'm talking about... Whenever I say Twilight, I'm talking about the first movie. Because that's what it's called. Um, and when I'm talking about the whole series, I'll say the Twilight Saga. Okay, guys. Um, I have seen Twilight so many times. Like, in the 30s, I want to say now. And maybe that's not that many, but... Oh, my God. It's like, I could quote that movie. And every time I see it, it's like... I, I'm bored, honestly, because I've seen it so many times. But, like, I'm not bored. It's just a great movie. And it's also really cringy. You know, so, like, that one is hard for me to watch, but if I'm gonna be, like, I like to save that one for when I'm watching it with someone, you know? Because whenever someone's like, oh my god, do you love Twilight? Let's watch it. I, you gotta watch the first movie. And then when they're like, that was so good, even though that never happens, <laughs> but when they're like, that was so good, then I can be like, okay, guess what? There's four more. Yeah. Every time I also introduce someone to Twilight, I'm always like, okay, but before we watch more of the movies, I really think you should give reading it a try, you know? Because I honestly think nothing tops reading it than... Wait, what am I saying? No, <laughs> there, there's nothing that tops actually experiencing it as a book, you know? Who, oh my gosh. I'm such a nerd. But it's the truth. I love books because they're like movies. My fa my least favorite part about movie 
movies is that they're an hour long and then they end and it's like okay um that was great I guess but now I feel empty inside you know when you read a book that emptiness is like set back for at least a few days you know you get to and when you read a book it's like the part of the movie that it's <laughs> I don't know how to explain it it's like a, it's like watching a movie but it never ends you know but it does end but like it's it's like watching like a six hour movie, you know, except it's not six hours. It's like 10 hours spread out through a few days. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm so bad at time concepts. I don't know if 10 hours is the right estimation, but whatever. However long it takes to read a book. For me, I, I don't measure. Uh-oh. My roommate is not in the room right now, but if she comes back and I'm recording this, that's going to be so embarrassing for me. I know she'll understand, but, like, it's terrible being caught in the act, you know? Okay, the door closed, so I'm gonna assume she's not back yet. Um, so anyways, yeah. I have no concept of time. Usually it takes me, like, two days to read a book, if it's a book I really like. But I will read it, like, for a few hours in the morning, and then I'll, like, read a chapter or two. Oh my god, I just threw something. I'll read a chapter or two throughout the day. And then a chapter or two or, like, four. Like, two to four chapters throughout the day. And then at night, I'll read, like, another good chunk. Like, I'll... Oh, my God. Ew. Can I stop speaking forever? <laughs> and then I'll read, um, like, another hour or two at night. So, I'd say, like, if I had to make my best estimate, I'd say I read, like, for... Um... Oh my gosh, the door keeps opening. I'm so nervous. Um, I'd say I read for like... I'd say I read like six hours a day. Maybe that's a generous estimate, but honestly not really because sometimes I will read for like three hours straight and like so much time will pass and then I'll be like, have I really been here the whole time? You know? And it's crazy because you forget you're in the world. It's like you're so invested in this book. I forget to use the bathroom, I forget to, like, drink water, like, it's crazy how that happens. So, yeah, anyways, reading is the best, guys, and I think everyone should read Twilight right now. Um, <laughs> anyways, okay, that's all the movies that I've talked about, so. Midnight Sun, that can be a whole nother episode, because honestly, I have so many thoughts on Midnight Sun. It genuinely is upsetting to me. Um... Maybe I'll make this podcast short. It's so weird talking to yourself. I know I was just talking about how much I love it, but it's like when no one's there to contribute to the conversation. I have asthma, okay? And my lungs are running out of air. <laughs> Should I use the inhaler? No. Just kidding. I hate using my, in my inhaler. I don't know if anyone else with asthma can relate, but like sometimes I need it. Like I will be wheezing, like feeling like I cannot catch my breath. But, like, I don't want to use it because it makes my heart beat so fast. It makes my hands shake. Like, for some reason, that albuterol or whatever it is just messes up, like, my <laughs> circulatory system. What's the what's the heart rate one? Circul I don't know. You know, I am so not the person to talk about, like, bodily functions. Like, I know nothing about the human body. I know nothing about health and science. Like, I'm the worst. Um, I have to pee. I'm going to take a break really quick. 
Okay, I'm back. Um, I have no idea what I was talking about. I know that I did want to talk about horror movies, though, and um, I'm gonna do that now. So basically, um, I just have some thoughts, okay? I love- that's not true. I enjoy a good horror movie when it's, like, cinematic. Like, the Jordan Peele movies, those were so good. They scared the bejesus out of me though like i did not sleep for i want to say three nights well i slept but like i woke whenever i see a horror movie i cannot fall asleep unless like i'm surrounded by light you know because i have no idea if someone's gonna come out in the dark and you know kill me so i have to sleep in the light and that's why i can't watch horror movies at college because i can't sleep in the light when i have a roommate because they like sleeping in the dark um so it's like i can't win so i i watched a horror movie with my roommate it was called the perfection i don't know if anyone's seen it but oh my god 10 out of 10 would not recommend watching this it scared me so much it i don't like the psych it i don't know if it was it was definitely psychological but i don't like the Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. I hate when, like, okay, top 10 horror movie, not even 10. I, oh my god, this is such a mess. I'm so sorry. This is not good to listen to. But things in horror movies that I hate, or movies in general, I hate when characters look right at the camera. It feels like they're looking at me and it makes all, ugh, makes my skin crawl. Like, that is one of the scariest things in a horror movie. Absolutely. I do not like any type of, like, mutilation or, like, limbs being removed. Anything like that. Oh my god, like, I'm shaking thinking about it. And so many horror movies do that nowadays. And it's so gross. I have to- my favorite um, website is Does the Dog Die? Because you get to see- not only does the dog die- but you get to see if there's anything gross like that. People being burned, people being shot, mutilation of any kind, um, suffocation or um, drowning or something like that. Anything that might trigger you, like, that website covers it. And I love- I- I- when it comes to horror movies, I don't mind them being spoiled for me because I just love to rewatch movies when I know what happens because- Watching new movies is scary to me. I can't really do that alone, you know? I have to be with someone else. And I rewatch movies and TV shows like 90% of the time because I just like, I'm, I love that security, knowing what's going to happen, knowing that I won't be shocked by anything. It just makes me feel good. So yeah, horror movies, I cannot watch alone no matter what. And I guess I can't watch them around bedtime either. I feel like the best time to watch a horror movie, if you're scared, is like <laughs> first thing in the morning, honestly. Because then you can think about it all day, get all the scaries out, and then come nighttime you're like, okay, it's just a movie, it's not scary, plus I can sleep with the light on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, if you enjoy horror movies, respect, absolutely, because that means you're not afraid of anything. Um, my friend Maddie, she laughs at horror movies and it's like the scariest thing ever she's not afraid of like anything in those and it's crazy to me oh my god we watched the shining together 
uh, that one's not even that scary. It's like a psychological one, but it's not even that scary. Like it's not gross. I feel like gross horror movies are the scariest, but like that one kept me up. Like I could not sleep at her house. I always tell her her basement smells like fear because every time I'm there, we watch a scary movie and I can't sleep at night. So good times. Um, so yeah, horror movies I do like. I think the funny, the funny ones, like those joke ones, what are they called? Oh, scary movie, one, two, three, four, whatever, how many, however many there are. Those I can watch because they are kind of scary, but they're also funny. And it reminds me that horror movies aren't actually scary. They're fake. And the actors in them had to, like, take breaks in between scenes. It's not a real story. It's, you know, a movie. (laughs) That, I always have to tell myself that because I feel like I am so, I get so caught up in the story. Um, so yeah, I don't, so The Perfection, that was really scary. That involved some mutilation and some staring right into the camera and oh oh my god okay trigger warning um oh my god other things i don't like bugs in stories and in this movie specifically she had bugs crawling under her skin and in and out and they showed it ew and then she um chopped her arm off it was the that that part like is what kept me up for I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because I reminded myself of it. I hate that. Um, But anyways, also I made a really funny tweet the other day and it didn't get any likes or anything, which kind of disappointed. Oh my god, so many people have been unfollowing me on Twitter because I think I tweet too much, but I think I'm so funny. Anyways, I tweeted, Netflix should add a feature, and I truly believe this, Netflix should add a feature where you can filter out certain genres. (laughs) Is genre is the word, right? I always say that and then it sounds stupid coming out. It doesn't matter. Um, You should be able to feature out certain genres because I would feature, I would, I mean filter, I would filter out all the horror movies because even just like the icons for them, like the um, posters or whatever, they give me the heebie-jeebies. Like that should not be allowed on Netflix. The conjuring ones, oh my god, so scary. Oh my god, also, that one series, The Haunting at Hill, I can't remember if it was Hill House or Bly Manor, I watched one of those, and I didn't watch the other one because the first one was so alarming, but oh my god, that is also one of the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's like, everyone is always like, it's so fake, you know, it's not even that scary, oh my god, it's not fake looking at all, it's so real ghosts terrify me especially when they're like I can't even think about it I'm sorry changing subjects because I really would like to sleep tonight and if I keep going I will not be able to um so anyways yeah guys um I think my favorite genre is definitely um rom-com if anyone wants to recommend some good rom-coms I should do a episode where I talk about my favorite rom-coms too oh my god I'm supposed to be talking about my book recommendations okay let's get into that Um, I just read this book. Let me grab it because I don't want to get the author's name wrong. I think I know it. I feel like it's so sad that I never pay attention to the author's name when I read a book, but it's not about them, okay? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. I saw this in a YouTube book recommendation, 
And this girl was like, if you read one book, let it be this one. And so I did. I ordered it. It was really good. Um, it's no Twilight. It's shorter than Twilight. It doesn't have as much going on, but it was still a good book. It didn't... I hate... I'm sorry. I hate in books. Like, I know the shy girl trope or, like, the unconfident girl trope is, like, so common because, like, so many people can relate to it, I guess. But I hate in books when the female protagonist just lets the male protagonist, like, treat her like absolute garbage. And she's like, it's because he has something going on at home, but, like, he won't let me ask about it. But I just know it's better if I just let him treat me like garbage. That is absolute nonsense. I hate that in a book. It makes me want to scream at the main character because I'm like, girl, oh my god, why do you not have any value of yourself as a person at all? It's, like, genuinely upsetting. I cannot... Like, I hate when that happens in a book. It makes me so upset. And I feel like there's not... There's so many books like that. Even in Twilight, like, Bella... Edward was so shady. He was like, we can't be friends. Okay, actually, I take it back. She did stand up for herself. She was like, you're giving me whiplash. Like, what's wrong with you? But, like... I don't know. I feel like getting real. All my friends that have been in relationships, they just will do anything for their man. And I just genuinely cannot understand that. I think it's because I'm so against relationships and love in general. So, like, and, like, I don't think I want to ever experience that. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, to me, it's, like, you're so stupid that you're letting this man control your life. But, like, I've seen it happen, so I guess that happens for people people but like I just can't personally understand that um but anyways Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover this book is good um if you are out of books to read and you want just like a short little quick read it is only 324 pages so it's kind of like a light one um and it I finished it in like a day like three days I want to say I was going to say a day or two, but I I left the last chapter for the third day because I wanted, you know, something to look forward to. And then it was disappointing. Oh my god. Also, I am, I'm the worst, but like I hate... If you're going to read this book, I, I want to say it. You know what? I'm just going to say it. And if you're going to read this book, just like fast forward again. I'm so sorry. But I hate when a book ends in like a pregnancy or a baby it's like oh my god I feel like they're forcing this family dynamic down our throats like can't people just like have their lives you know no shade to babies I have a wonderful new nephew now and I'm so glad that he exists oh my god this is this sounds so bad I love babies okay I just think it makes me uncomfortable when there's a book with like intimacy in it and then it ends with a baby like I know that's how babies work you know (laughs) but it makes me uncomfortable like seeing the two in one setting it's so it makes me upset like you once you have a baby it's like okay you're a family now so I don't all that you know raunchy stuff it's like oh my god you're gonna do that with your baby in the house no I feel like a baby you know what never mind I don't even know what I'm trying to say but I know someone else can relate like anyways there's so many good I feel like a baby at the end is just like 
it like ruins the charm of a book like it brings you back to reality like it reminds you that like you're living in the world you know like i just want this romance story to be itself and like nothing outside of it you know and babies definitely everyone can agree that babies are not romantic okay they are so loud and um you know what i don't even know what i'm saying okay moving on so yeah this book is pretty good i would give it like a six out of ten twilight is a ten out of ten um and after is a one out of ten just so we know what my scale is you know what everyone hates on after but it's not even that bad like when i was reading it i feel like after is a good book to transition you from your wattpad phase to your like actual books phase because it's both you know and also i like the idea that you can read after it has several parts several books and it's free i love when books are free i think that books should all be free like i understand these authors need to make money but like it's words you know i just wish everything was free what can i say um anyways but yeah um after gets so much hate and it is so cringe the only the reason it's a one out of ten is because it's cringe but it's a good storyline i just wish it were written a little more um adult they are college it's it's a book about college but it's 1000 percent for like high school freshmen you know what i mean i read it when i was a high school freshman so yeah absolutely would not recommend that now it's not mature that's the thing and so that's why it gets a one on ten but neither is twilight i'm such a hater i don't know twilight is just timeless so first of all edward is a hundred and eight nine i don't know how old he is now he's in his hundreds so no matter what you can't say that it's immature because this man is a hundred you know (laughs) um but anyways yeah so if you want a good book to read ugly love is good um if you don't like reading i feel like after is honestly a good start starting point and also i love when books have movies that go along with them because then it's like you get a little treat once you finish the book and you like it it's like it's not over yet here's the movie and then the movie you can rewatch as many times as you'd like you know Maybe I'll watch after today. Honestly, it's very, um, the movie is so much cringier than the book. Oh my god. Anyways, I love Josephine Langford, though. I didn't know she was Australian. Right? I don't know. But I think she's so pretty. She was in that new, um, movie on Netflix, Moxie. Oh my god, if you haven't seen that movie, you gotta watch that. It's so good. Amy Poehler, love her. Um, just so good. The soundtrack, so good. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on to other books I've read. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. Um, if you want an adult book to read, and you want to seem like an adult, but it's also, like, a really good read, like, you can't put it down read, Pride and Prejudice, 1000%. It's not that long. I don't know how long it is. Let me look it up. Because I have the, um, weird, um for made for school copy that um i got in high school but i i'm sorry i can't type and speak at the same time (laughs) prejudice um page number 
it is oh, 408 pages long. I feel like that's that seems like a lot, but it's not really. Um, a long book is like 600 to 800 for me, definitely. 500 is like mid length, and then shorter books are like 300 to like 400. So, yeah, it's pretty. Sh- I it's pretty short. It goes by really fast. That's the thing. So I'm a terrible judge. But anyways, Pride and Prejudice, so good. Such a good read. After I read it, it made me feel good. It has a perfect ending. The characters, my Elizabeth Bennet is like the perfect rational woman. Like she is so sure of herself. She's not like doing anything to, she's not motivi- motivated by like the attentions of men or she's motivated by like protecting her family and protecting herself and even though it turns out I don't want to Pride and Prejudice came out hundreds of years ago so I can't really spoil it oh my god is that wrong 1800 definitely not the 1900s right I'm gonna say I don't know I I told you I know nothing about time but anyways yeah Elizabeth Bennet just is the perfect female protagonist she her main flaw the book title pride and prejudice he's pride she's prejudice because she has like this um well prejudice is the only word to describe it she has this prejudice against him because of the way she met him the first time but she doesn't know his true story and so the fact that that's what is like her downfall in the end i use downfall in quotes but you can't see that i'm doing that but like it's not it really goes to serve her because it protects her from you know getting hurt so pride and prejudice but like her prejudice is honestly a good character flaw to have because okay prejudice isn't good (laughs) what am i saying prejudice is not good you should not be prejudiced but in this term pride and prejudice i mean her prejudice against like mr darcy is what protects like herself she it's like self-preservation and honestly that's a good character flaw to have because it's not like you making mistakes it's like you just looking out for yourself and honestly i can respect that i think pride and prejudice is so such a good read because it you're never mad at the characters except for lydia um i hate lydia so much oh my god i know a few too many lydia's in my real life um and if you don't know what i'm talking about you better read the book because get on it um what else is there there's a book i read it's by the same author that has this book on my shelf right now (laughs) hold on let me see what her name is and then maybe oh my god this is a mess then maybe i can find out um fitzpatrick let me look at my amazon orders (laughs) it was a really good book I don't even know the name of it. And I'm like, it's such a good book. Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. Okay. Let me just look. Oh my god, all my... What do you mean I've reached the end of my orders? You know what, whatever. It was something like summer... Um... <laughs> I'm so sorry, this is a mess. Let's see... Fitzpatrick is like a common last name. So I'm not gonna get anything from just the author's last name and book. 
do you ever look something up i talk about this all the time but do you ever look something up oh my life next door that's what it's called by huntley fitzpatrick that book is really good i'm sorry let me finish my thought do you ever look like do you ever google something and (laughs) and um it's like in your head you know what you're looking for but the search term is like oh my god why did i just think searching these two words would come up with what i was looking for because they're vague words like i'm trying to think um i'm trying to think like i don't know i really don't know um but you know what i mean actually you might not i'll think of an example later on before i want to say something Anyways, My Life Next Door by Henley Fitzpatrick. Very good book. Um, It is... I don't remember what it's about. (laughs) I read it so long ago. But it's another just like classic romance book. I think this girl... Oh, this girl grows up in a really cleanly house with just her and her mom. And her mom is like really judgmental of others. And they move in next to this neighbor, their neighbor's... I don't know what their last name is, but <laughs> oh my god. But um their neighbors have a bunch of kids, their life is kind of messy, and she falls in love with one of the boys that lives next door. And so it's like my life next door. And so sh- they like fall in love and they deal with her mom who hates their relationship and other things. Just a great book. I ordered because i like that book so much i ordered another book by the same author what what i thought was true so i'm gonna get to that one next and i'll let you guys know if it's good but i bought that a long time ago and then i never got to it because midnight sun came out true story and then i never finished midnight sun i my problem is i always start books without finishing the one i finished before so like for example i ordered this book ugly love while I was reading Wuthering Heights. Everyone says Wuthering Heights is a classic. Since I read Pride and Prejudice, I thought I'd love it, but I'm just confused, okay? And it feels so, I feel so unmotivated to read it because, like, I feel dumb. I'm like, what? I don't know any of the characters. I don't know what is going on in the slightest. There's ghosts, apparently, but I like that I don't know anything about it because that's always the best. But maybe I should know a little bit about it before I continue reading. So I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to read what I thought was true. And I'm going to try to read... Um, I'm going to try to finish Midnight Sun. See, I'm in the process of reading three books right now. That is my problem. Anyways, um, but but see, I could get through all of Ugly Love in one, you know, week, so sometimes books just take longer to read that's totally okay oh someone just returned is it my roommate i don't think it is oh my gosh this is so embarrassing what else what else um i am thinking of other books that i've read the bible always a classic (laughs) no um you know Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I feel like if high school started incorporating, like, fun books, like, like, they gave the class two- oh my gosh. No, never mind. They gave the class two options, like, 
too kind of like I don't know if this is backwards for gender roles but like if there were two options like you know how McDonald's had the boy toy and the girl toy that's like kind of messed up because like who says the girl can't want the boy toy but like I'm just saying like what if the class offered two genres of books like one romance book for you know the people in the class that really like enjoy like I could not read a science fiction book you know I've tried before they're just not my you know my jam but I know some of my friends who love those so I'm just saying like and some of my friends who love those they cannot get through like a romance book because they're just like oh my god this is so bad and I respect that so like I think if school offered like two different types of books like a science fiction book or like a non-fiction book maybe and then like a romance book or like a fiction book you know what I mean and then I don't even know what I'm saying how many times have I said this this podcast I'm so unsure of myself it hurts but you know what I mean like if school instead of forcing everyone to read one book that we don't care about like the great Gatsby I'm so sorry to anyone who loves that book but it's so boring or, um, and everyone's, uh, these literary classics are, like, kind of messed up, you know? They talk about this in Moxie, so I'm just stealing from other people. But, like, why, we we read the same stories over and over, and it's nothing no one is interested in, you know? And, like, I'm grateful, like, for Pride and Prejudice, because, like, I wouldn't have read it without my senior year literature class. But, like... I feel like if this if school the school systems gave oh my god I can't speak if the school system gave us more options kind of like took our input into consideration and was like okay people tend to like this genre book so let's put pick an educational book that falls under this genre and let's allow people to choose whether they want to read that or a different type of book that's also educational but falls under this genre you know what I'm saying so anyways yeah that's what I'm trying to get that's what I'm trying to say um I feel like that's an interesting topic someone should definitely address that because my problem I never liked to read because all the books they would recommend in school were so boring I would start them and then I would not know what was going on at all and I would be like there's no romance in this why am I interested in it and the truth is I'm not so yeah exactly <laughs> I feel like the great the great Gatsby that book does have some like romantic aspect to it but I at the time it just wasn't you know doing it for me and I was really into Twilight at that time too when we were expected to read that book so I don't know what went wrong Anyways, um, I'm thinking of other books that I would recommend. You know, there's another Twilight book that's, like, something, the story of Brie Tanner, and that's, like, a girl in the Eclipse, in Eclipse, who is, like, a little girl. She got turned into a vampire against her own will. Well, they all did, but she's a little girl, and she was expected to fight with the newborn army in Eclipse, and she is a whole book, but I just have never gotten around to read it. So maybe I will put that on my list. So now I'll have four books that I want to read. And I want to read The Host by Stephanie Meyer. One of my roommates gave it to me. And I've been meaning to read it. I really need to get around to that. 
So yeah, I have a lot of work to do. I'm saying this like I'm gonna get to all these books and then I'm gonna realize that I have way too much homework and I'm never going to. That's why homework is stupid because I will do educational things on my own time. Can't we just save the educational stuff for class time, you know? Um, yeah, tea. Anyways, was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Maybe I'll end it here. I'm trying to think, was there anything else? I want to say no. I think that's pretty much it. Um, so if you are listening to this, thank you for staying. I think this one is shorter, no? It's definitely more than 30 minutes, because that's how long I've been going now. I don't know how long it is, but thanks for listening. If you actually did, if you didn't, no hard feelings, except yes, hard feelings, because you're not listening to this right now, so you don't know. If you're not listening to this right now, I put a curse on you. Just kidding, guys. I'm not a witch. Respect to witches, though. Um... Okay, I guess that's it. Um, If anyone wants to be a guest on this podcast, please let me know. I would be happy to have any of you, okay? We could talk about whatever you want. Your favorite book, your favorite movie. We could just talk about your life. You could tell me your problems in life and I could give you advice, even though I'm the worst person to ask for advice. Literally, just like whatever you want. So definitely um, hit me up for that. And thank you for listening. This has been Eve Talking. Have a good day.